Greetings and welcome to the We Are PPS podcast, where we sit down with the staff, students, and community partners working to make Pittsburgh Public Schools one of America's premier school districts, student-focused, well-managed, and innovative. I'm your host, Ebony Pugh, and I have the pleasure of sitting down today to speak with Lingare Njai, who is the district's manager of out-of-school time. Hey, Lingare. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being here with us today. You're welcome. Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what is out-of-school time and what do you do as the out-of-school time manager? Sure. So out-of-school time, first of all, a lot of times people think that that means strictly after school. But out-of-school time actually means programming that takes place outside of school hours um, and during school hours. So that could be before after school, but a lot of our out-of-school time partners provide programming during the school day. So um, it is extra programming um, to help, you know, enhance the capacity of of what's happening uh, during the school day. So I get that. So that's why instead of using the term after school, you say out of school time. So it's just when you're, you're not in classroom in front of a teacher, but it's something that could be happening even within the ornament school day. Absolutely, and some of our out of school time partners actually collaborate with teachers in classrooms. And so there are a variety of ways that an out of school time partner can engage with the school community. Oh, thanks, and then what do you do as the manager for out of school time? So I manage the process of community-based organizations uh, coming into the district to provide programming. And so that is a very detailed uh, process. We want to make sure that we have um, provided access for community-based organizations to provide programming, but in a structured way, so that we as a district understand who is operating in our schools and which students are taking advantage of the valuable programming that OST providers bring. And so uh, that process entails an application process. Um, Every year, even if you were a partner last year, you still have to reapply to become a partner again. So we have a good understanding of what's happening in our schools year to year. Um, We manage the process of people or organizations providing clearances. That's very important, we know. To be operating in schools, you have to have your necessary clearances. So we uh, manage that process, um, liability insurance, things like that. Um, And we also uh, manage our student rosters through a platform called CitySpan. CitySpan allows us to understand which organizations are serving which students um, and also get an understanding of who their staff is um, so that there's a structured way that, that they are engaging with our district. Um, Once an organization applies for partnership, we have a review team that that looks over the applications and we pass along um, applications that we feel should go forward for partnership. We pass them along to our board um, for final approval. Okay, so there's a, a pretty good vetting process of the partners who are in the school working with kids. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure that makes a lot of people, you know, feel confident about the services their students are receiving in school. Yes, hopefully so. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. hopefully so. And and then also um, another important aspect of the out-of-school time office is that we are the district representative for uh, community-based organizations. We know that we have a, a big school district. Oftentimes it can be a little daunting trying to figure out who you're supposed to be um, communicating with. And so we are that primary contact for community-based organizations. So, um, and how many organizations are approved currently to provide services? So as of today, there are 139 uh, approved partner 
agencies that are that are out of school time providers that number will go up as the school year uh, proceeds we give uh, community-based organizations an opportunity four times each school year to apply or reapply and so at this point for the beginning of the school year we're already at 139 and so I'm, I'm excited to see what that number will end up uh, at at the end of the school year and does every school have some sort of after out of school time op opportunities Yes, most schools, um, I would say, do have out-of-school time partners. Again, it might not be an after-school program, but uh, many partner organizations are working in schools at some point during the school day. Yeah, I know for a fact. I remember when my, with my own son, when he was small, he had an Oasis mentor during yes, the day, and, yes. and it was really important to him. He really valued sitting down with his Oasis mentor and reading mm -hmm. books. So I know that there's things that happen during the day mm -hmm. that are just as and you know just as important to student development. Yes, definitely. How can parents find out which out-of-school time partners are district approved? Sure. So we are. Um, if you go to the main Pittsburgh Public Schools webpage, uh, pghschools.org, uh, and you do a backslash. OST that will take you to the out of school time page where you can see all of our approved partners and you can also look them up by category okay that's good so again you can go right to our website families to see what's available yes so as a part of ESSER which is the elementary and secondary school emergency relief fund school districts across the country received um, additional funding and to respond to make up the learning loss that happened during um, the pandemic. Yes. And as part of the district's funding, um, there was funding set aside for the comprehensive after-school programming. Mm -hmm. What type of programming is the district seeking to support with its ESSER funds? Yes, so for the after-school um, ESSER funding, um, we are seeking to implement evidence-based um, programming that will assist in combating the learning loss that, that did occur for some students, many students, uh, during COVID-19. And so organizations, community-based organizations, have the opportunity to apply for that funding um, to implement programming in schools, again, evidence-based programming um, that is aimed to, to uh, try to you know mitigate that learning loss mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so how are the partners going to be selected for those for use of those funds sure so uh, uh, Monte Robinson and I Monte Robinson is the coordinator for community schools in our district um, we developed a re request for proposals process that allowed uh, community-based organizations to apply for the funding and so um, we we could we uh, created a RFP application, what we're calling an RFP application, where organizations could apply for funding um, by giving a very detailed description of their programming, submitting a budget, you know, how much will this cost per student to implement your program, and um, they were able to indicate on their application which schools they are interested in partnering with, so which schools they want to bring their programs to. We heard very early on from principals that they wanted to be responsible for which programs came into their schools. And so although Monte and I are managing the process of the, the getting the RFP to organizations, once community-based organizations submit their proposal, it then goes to the principals that they indicated they are interested in working in. 
working um, with. And so principals with a review team at their own school, they're able to go through these, part, uh, these proposals and determine which organizations they would like to contract with using this RFP, uh, this ESSER um, after school money. Okay, so um, wow, that's a great opportunity to get even additional support mm -hmm. to students. So um, thank you for everything you're doing. We just, part of We Are PPS is about making sure like letting our community and stakeholders know who's behind the scene doing um, really important work in the school district. Mm -hmm. But also we want them to know a little bit about each of those individuals. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey in Pittsburgh Public Schools what le and what led you to this role here? Sure, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very proud product of Pittsburgh Public Schools. I started first grade at Liberty. Okay. <laughs> I went to Frick and I'm an extremely proud graduate of Shenley High School, class of 96. So Shelly has a lot of proud graduates. Uh, <laughs> Everybody loves that. You cannot beat our school spirit. You yep. just cannot. Um, and so um, I've obviously I've been affiliated in some way with Pittsburgh Public Schools for a very long time. Um, I was away from Pittsburgh for about 17 years. I came back um, and I started working in the superintendent's office um, with uh, parent and family uh, community engagement. I then moved on to Pittsburgh Langley in Sheridan. I'm very, I, I love Pittsburgh Langley. Um, I was the first community school site manager at Pittsburgh Langley um, shortly after our board adopted a community school policy um, for our district. I, I um, initiated the community school uh, strategy at Pittsburgh Langley. I was there for five years until I came here back to central office um, as manager of out of school time. And I have to say, I took the reins from someone who was a incomparable uh, Mr. Tyler Hart and so you know he did a lot of amazing um, foundation work for the out-of-school time office so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to continue um, what he's already built. That's awesome that's awesome that you have such a story that began in PPS and that you're back here and we're yes. glad you're back here yeah. thank, thank you so you. much for spending time with us today mm -hmm. um, well this concludes this ep this episode of We Are PPS join us next time when we sit down with Ebony Latham from our magnet office to talk us through navigating the magnet process. We look forward to talk, speak, speaking to you guys then. Thanks everyone.